Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Alexia, your host, and I want to just give you a quick reminder. This is the last time you'll hear me talk about this, but the Q2 spring sale is ending April 16th, so on Sunday, and this episode is coming out on Friday. So I just want to give you that one last reminder to go grab either the goal setting course for Christian entrepreneurs or the one-on-one coaching session. And both of these are really great. The goal setting course is I feel like I haven't said a lot about it, but it's a course that walks you through how to process with God, asking him, God, what do you want me to work on? Because we have so many ideas on what we think we need to work on and all the different things that are vying for our attention. And so I created this course out of a heart for myself to want to hear from God, like, God, what are you asking me to do? And this process is where you're going to sit down and you're going to do some of the the deep work of saying what's working in my business, what's not working in my business, and feeling where God is pulling you in any of those directions. And then looking at the big picture goals for the quarter. Um, I also added actually a yearly kind of outlook in there. But um, you'll look at the quarter and then you'll break it down once you have those goals in place. And you look at your time and what's happening this quarter. And you say, What are the things I need to work on month by month, week by week in order to accomplish, to get anywhere near these goals? Now, if you're like me, some of you are kind of goal resistant um, in the sense of like, but we want to let God lead us. We want to be led by the spirit. But the Bible says that we do need to have a plan. And so we can have our plan, right? But then God's going to establish our steps. And so that means we need to be walking toward something. And God is a God of order. And so there is a plan for things that are going to make sense. And yes, God's going to, you know, navigate you other ways on the, on the way to that thing. But if you listen to him and get a feel for that, then you can have this plan week after week so that when you have limited time, you can look at your goals and say, okay, This week, I'm working on this. And if that's the only thing you get done that week, then that's okay. You know, you're on the right track. And it doesn't mean that you're going to like meet these goals for sure. But as someone said, (laughs) if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. I heard that from a college professor, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did not make that up. Um, 
So anyway, that's the goal setting course. And with the course, it comes with this printable workbook so you can kind of dive into the questions. And it also has a PDF planner for the quarter to map it all out. And you can print that out over and over and use it like forever. So it's a really awesome deal. And it's not like a bazillion pages because it's just a quarterly planner. Um, So you could get it bound if you wanted or just I put mine like I just staple it. <laughs> um, so anyway, right now that is only $17. Like it's an amazing go ahead and grab that. And same thing with the one on one coaching session. I know that you guys know what the one on one coaching session is about. But I want to encourage you to grab it at this price. Because prices on coaching are for sure going to be going up soon. One of the things I've said this before, but one of the things I do offer is that when you buy a one on one session, you get to apply the price of that session to the six week package. So that means that right now, if you were to buy the one on one session, that when you get if you were to go on and get the six weeks, then it actually is only 247 to have the six weeks coaching. And almost everybody who does a one on one session ends up going on to buy the six weeks. So it's a really great way to get a feel for what coaching is about what it's like um, to see if you, you know, the breakthroughs that you can have. Um, And what I hear from a lot of people is that they just love to have someone to process through their business questions, to have someone that understands their their own values and what they're doing. Because a lot of you like nobody around you in your life is doing business online or even understanding what you're talking about when you try to talk about it. You know, like your husband is like his eyes are glazing over because you're trying to explain it to him. And then we get mad at our husbands because like, why didn't you ask questions? And they're like, I don't understand what you're saying. But I love you and support you. (laughs) And so having a coach having someone else to listen and process. And then on top of that, it's not just a friendly chat. It is that I can see deep things that I know I've been there, done that. I understand a lot of the mindset stuff that's behind a lot of those fears and actions and things. And so we will dive into that. And I will ask those questions about the hard stuff like, hey, why don't you want to post that? Why are you so afraid of, of, of creating that new product? or whatever it is, and encouraging you to dig to dig there, see the lie and, and reveal the truth so that you can move forward, and then holding you accountable to that. So if you're interested in either one of these, go to momwithacalling.com slash shop to learn more, and use the code SPRING, all caps, at checkout to get those discounts. All right, so today on the podcast, I have a special guest. I'm going to be talking to Robin Ryan McDonald. She actually doesn't have a podcast yet, but I just saw in the Facebook group that I'm in with her um, that she has one coming in, in May. So when she has that come out, I will add it to the description because it's going to be awesome. Um, she is a faith-based holistic health coach, proud mom and wife with a passion for supporting and empowering Jesus-loving women to gain true health while losing weight through her sustainable grace-based process. We talk about that some today, about the grace part. Um, She loves to help women ditch the chronic dieting and disease for holistic health and wellness. She mixes her seminary background with her study of integrative nutrition to help women develop the energy and vitality to live out their unique God-given calling. So as you can hear, I definitely wanted to have her on the show. She is such a fun personality, very, you know, very lively, I guess, like very fun to listen to, very fun to talk to. But she has a lot of wisdom and um, as well. And so we're going to be talking about 
why it matters, like why our health matters for pursuing our callings, for doing this thing that God's given you to have a business, to be home with your kids. Like it's a lot. (laughs) And then not to mention if your kids have special needs of any kind, or you yourself might have a special need of some sort or whatever it is. Like we need energy. We need to be healthy to be able to do this, not just now, but in the, for the long haul. And so she talks about things that might be stopping that energy and, and helping you to be kind of at the top of your game. Um, but also how to have grace, how to see what's going on and just having some mindset shifts around what can actually be behind some of the way you feel some of your mindset stuff even might not just be that you have crappy thinking, but that it could be the way you're taking care of yourself or not taking care of yourself and not even recognizing it. So this episode is full of that wisdom. I hope you are, um, inspired by it like I was and that there's lots of good nuggets of wisdom in here. So let's get into this interview with Robin Ryan McDonald. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. Today I have Robin McDonald. Do I say the whole thing? Robin Ryan McDonald? That is the whole thing, but you know what? Yeah, either way, it's fine. Okay. Um, I have her on the podcast today and she is going to be talking with us about like our faith and like faith-based look at health and how we can use health and um, our energy and things to do the work that God's called us to do. So thank you, Robin, for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm so excited to have this conversation because I think it's, it's something important that we know, but when, especially when we come home and we're working, we get so caught up in the business side of it and just like mm-hmm. productivity and doing all the things. And we forget that how we feel and our energy, I'm hundred percent guilty of this, um, or saying that like, we're too busy to do these things or like everything else just feels more important. So I think it's a really important conversation to have. Um, and I think it'll be really impactful, uh, for the audience. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're spot on, you know, especially when we're, we're excited and passionate about what we're doing. We have, you know, like, you know, you have your podcast, I've got my business, whatever it is for each person, there's something that drives us and we're excited about. And it's easy to find satisfaction and fulfillment in that and forget about how our bodies actually provide the actual energy by which we can continue to do that. And it's easy to feel like, oh, I don't have time for that because I'm doing this super cool, exciting impact. And especially, you know, as believers, you know, we're I'm doing it for the kingdom. I'm doing it for Jesus. Like I'm making it, which you are, you're making an impact, but we want that impact to last. Right. And so being mm-hmm. able to, to have the energy and vitality for that is just a must. Yes. Yes. So, um, okay. So tell us about you, introduce who you are, um, your story a little bit and your business and then how God led you to do what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll say this in short, I support Christian women in creating sustainable, healthy lifestyles. That's the big thing I got there. I stumbled upon it. So for me, I grew up eating terribly. I, I'm a child of the nineties. If it wasn't some sort of frozen dinner, hamburger helper, shake and bake pasta, mac and cheese had to be craft or wasn't about Mm it. Um, that's just, that's what I lived on. And, and I was so picky people who knew me as a kid who know what I do now are just like, really Robin, like you're, you're helping people eat 
well. You encourage people to eat vegetables. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, go figure. I know I hated them. And I really snuffed all the meals you made for me. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I just grew up eating that way. And then um, I was always pretty active. So I did do sports and whatnot. And that kind of, I guess, disguised the issues I was creating in my health because I, I had gained some weight, but it wasn't anything that I was like, oh no, like I need to do something crazy about it until, so fast forward to my sophomore year of college, I actually ended up getting full face acne. Like not just like, oh, I have like a problem area. It was forehead to chin, ear to ear face covered. And I didn't have it in middle school or high school. So I was like, um, I, this doesn't seem right. And so I went to the doctor, of course, they give you a bunch of medications, topical, oral, and I was using it and it worked, which I was very pleased about. However, when I would go to wipe my hands on a towel, I would actually see that the towel is getting bleached. And so I'm like, if this stuff that I'm putting on my face bleaches the towel when I wash my hands, it's probably not a good thing to keep putting on my face. <laughs> and so I started, you know, kind of experimenting with like going cold, cold turkey and not using it, but then the acne would come back. And of course my vanity was like, ah, no, never mind. here. I'll use it. I'll use it. I'll use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after some trial and error there, I eventually learned about eating well and uh, and how what you eat actually does affect what happens on your face because it affects your hormones and it affects all these different things and your body eliminating toxins. And uh, I also had ended up gaining about 20 pounds in college, the freshman 15 that turned into the just college 20 or whatever. And um, I, yeah, I, I, I lost the weight. I cleared my face, but what actually made it something that I wanted to support others in was during this time, I also was watching the health of my grandparents deteriorate. And so I saw my two of my grandpas passed away from Alzheimer's dementia. One of my grandmas was in and out of the hospital. She has diabetes. She had diabetes, heart disease. Um, and then my other grandma, uh, who is my last standing grandparent, um, she still has diabetes. They all had arthritis. It was just, you know, the myriad of all the chronic diseases and I'm watching them suffer. And I'm just like, man, I, and I I had learned, you know, that these diseases were largely caused by lifestyle. And so I just thought, I wish I could hop in a time machine and go back and be like, grandma, no, like here, let's, let's shift your diet. Don't go that direction. And, Mm -hmm. and so I realized the big impact that health has on how we age and also how we're able to show up in our later years and even present years. Right. I mean, we're starting to see things happening to people a lot younger. We're seeing kids, you know, experiencing type two diabetes and things of that nature. Um, but with that said, I just became, I almost feel like burdened with this vision to see the bodies that comprise the body of Christ healthy and well. I want people to be unhindered by low energy, by low confidence, by fatigue, by these chronic diseases. I want them to be able to live full out whatever God's called them to do. And so that just, God just captured my heart for that. And so I've been on a mission ever since to really bring education, freedom, and hope for every believer to have the health God's made them to have. I love that story. And I think that it's, it is really important and it's so, I mean, I'm sure as you know, but it's so important. I mean, hard, it's important, but it's also hard to, because a lot of times it's not just the knowledge of the what, 
it's like all the mindset stuff and all the things underneath that are kind of blocking and making it important. And so, um, you know, like to be able to do that, um, I know that's been a challenge for, for me, for sure has just, I have a ton of knowledge about it, right. but even like the, and I've been on my own health journey, but still just going through, and a lot of it has to do with kind of, or for me, I found valuing yourself even. Yes. And, and it's so crazy. And like the way our food's done here in the United States, mm-hmm. a lot of times we're also in kind of like a battle with just the way the food's done to be addictive or things. Um, and so there's just so many components here, but I think it is really important what you're doing. Um, so you were talking about, um, energy a lot. So, you know, that's one of the things obviously that a lot of moms are already feeling like I don't have any energy. And I think that it's so, I guess I just went back up a little bit though, because you're talking about like your grandparents. And I think a lot of times, like we feel like that's down there, that's them. That's (laughs) like far away from us. And it's sometimes we don't even realize that like you were saying that our food and our choices and everything, even though we may not have those chronic diseases yet, but almost like recognizing that there are things about us now that don't have to be the way they are. Can you talk about that? Uh, about some things that, you know, like the fatigue, like we, sometimes we just, Oh, you're, you're, you're doing a lot. Oh, you're a mom. It's normal. Like, mm-hmm. where is that? Like, how do we know what's what we don't have to live with? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And yes, I, I, I can tell that you've got like a really good grasp on, on the things that we're facing and that we challenge that we have challenge with. And I think there is this mom culture, which, okay. Yeah. We're all sleep deprived. I've got a seven month old, trust me. Like I get it. Um, <laughs> and part of it's just cause I really struggle to go to bed on time because once the kids are down, we all know that's like our time. Right. And we want to stay up and like do whatever we want, which ends up being like mindless scrolling or something like not fruitful, <laughs> but all that to say, one thing I will say that I've noticed, cause I, and I, Hey, nobody's perfect. I'm telling my clients they need to get, you know, try to get seven to eight hours of sleep. I don't do that personally. I'm just going to be honest right now. Okay. Um, like I said, because I stay up too late having my time. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I have noticed and I'm really grateful for not saying that not getting enough sleep isn't important, but I do have energy throughout the day. And I know that I wouldn't have energy throughout the day if it wasn't how I eat and how I prioritize movement and, and even just being hydrated. And I think there's this culture of like, ah, you know, mom life. And it's like, you just always have a like coffee in your hand because you're just like, that's like your lifeline. Like, it's like, I literally cannot do the things without the coffee. And like, we're addicted to the coffee. We're just kind of dragging our feet. And it's just like, ah, (laughs) and I think, yeah, we're, we're buying into a societal norm, like you said, that doesn't have to be the case. And I don't think we see enough examples of otherwise, or if we do, or if we do see someone that's like, has the energy and is, is crushing it, or just kind of like, oh, it's just her. She's just super high energy. Like, I don't know. She's a unicorn or like, whatever, good for you. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really understand, but it, it does have so much to do with these simple things we can do to take care of ourselves. So a, a few things. One is we can't, and I, I, there's so many different things. One thing is I think most of us are a little disappointed with where our bodies are at post kids, right? It's like, things don't look the same. They don't feel the same. Maybe we're carrying a little extra weight or clothes aren't fitting quite the same. So there's, there's at least what I've noticed is a a lot of moms are 
doing little things that they think is helping maybe lose the weight or get in shape. So they're trying not to eat that much. And so there'll be a lot of times where they're skipping breakfast or they'll just like nibble on like their kids food or whatever their kids don't eat. And so there's just a lot of inconsistency with how much food's being consumed. And there's also just not a lot of food being consumed in general. And so if we're not getting enough sleep and we're not eating enough food and we're not prioritizing those essential nutrients we need, your body's going to feel it. And you will feel like you can't do anything without the coffee. And so there's so much to be said about consuming enough and also prioritizing your health. And and that is, you know, eat a full meal, you know, whether that, and, you know, maybe do a, a, even just a stretch routine while the kids are napping or, you know, finding those little pockets of things that basically bless your body to be able to continue on and have what it needs. Yeah. And yes, I mean, the culture, that's such a problem (laughs) because I feel like (laughs) as you were talking about that, I'm just thinking about all the funny memes we see and all the little, the reels and whatever. And of course there was like a mom culture thing around wine with that. And then some people are like, that's not funny actually. Like that you think that you need, you know, I'm not saying there's like a legalistic thing, but just some of these things can be funny, but almost then become, we're like, it's, we kind of feel like, well, we deserve the coffee or it's fine. And we need to just do that. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, I don't know if this, I just wonder if there's this connection because you're talking about energy and like what we eat. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, if you're picking off your kid's plate, like what are, they're probably not eating the most healthy things too. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like they're picky eaters probably. And so, cause there's the other side where, you know, we eat too much, um, sort of like the emotional side. So I'm mm-hmm, wondering mm-hmm. if you can speak about, as you were talking, I was thinking about like fatigue and like not eating the right things. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of my clients, people that listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. they're, t- they're coming to the podcast because they're having a lot of emotion around mm-hmm. their business mm-hmm. and around like the mindset and anxiety and mm-hmm. worry and all this kind of stuff. And it, as you were talking, I'm thinking, what if some of that actually like we're wrestling with these thoughts because like you said, lack of sleep, but like the food we're eating is contributing to how we feel, not like feel as in, I feel good today in my body, but like mentally and like brain fog and stuff like that. Can you talk about that? It's so connected. It's crazy how connected it is. Like, what if I told you that by changing how much and what you eat, you can show up, you can dramatically reduce the anxiety that you're feeling, that you can dramatically reduce the stress you're feeling, that you can dramatically increase your focus and how much you can get done. No joke. I mean, it it's that big of an impact what you eat. And I, and I think it took me a while when I was sharing my story of even when I had, when I was struggling with the acne and somebody had said to me too, they were like, you know, Robin, what you eat is actually one of the biggest factors for, you know, acne. And I was just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Why would what I eat have anything to do with my face? I just got to find the right cream. Like, Mm -hmm. duh. And I think it's so easy to miss the impact that it could have until you try it and feel it. And I, and that's something I see a lot with my clients is, you know, they join, they get started and they'll be like, you know, a couple of weeks in, they're like, Robin, I did not know that I could have this much energy. I have more energy now in my thirties, forties than I did when I was in high school, my high mm-hmm. schoolers cannot keep up with me. No. And so it's like, they're just like, what? Yeah. And so, yes, absolutely. And I will, I I will say 
if you can get those, get those things on, on point, get those things dialed in. Absolutely. And, and not to say that, you know, our feelings aren't valid. Usually, you know, we have those, you know, whether we're dealing, and you mentioned earlier, you said a lot for your own journey, sometimes it has a lot to do with valuing yourself. And I think when we're pursuing an entrepreneurial endeavor, there's so many ups and downs, you know, like we're putting all this effort, we're putting our heart and soul into this. And we're hoping that it's going to turn out a certain way. We're going to, whether it's getting clients or customers or whatever that looks like, it's, it's emotional. I, it is. And you can, it, it brings up those feelings of like, man, am I, am I not cut out for this? Like, should I even bother? Like, should I just, like, I can't tell you how many times even just this year, I'm like, do I just quit? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. But then I'm like, no, lives are being changed, Robin. Don't you dare give up. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And Except so those emotions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so those emotions are 100% real. But if we want to give ourselves a fighting chance to mm. continue on, we must, we must, we must care for our bodies. We must nourish ourselves because those thoughts become giants and they become these mm-hmm. seemingly insurmountable mountains that we can't get over when really like, it's just like a pebble on the road. And it's just so important that we get the biological factors in line to affect the emotional factors, to affect the spiritual factors. They're all interconnected. You cannot separate them. Even Mm -hmm. if we think they are, and we're living like they are, they're not. Yeah. And like you said, the spiritual factor, because I was thinking, you know, spiritual warfare is already a thing. And so when we, which I mean, Granted, it could also be that this whole food thing, it becomes part of that where we don't even realize if we're not connecting them, that it's going to kind of, I think about like, you know, a lot of the sugar we like when we feel fatigued and we're kind of, it's almost like we're like in a lull. And so we're not able to really be able to hold it together, to have patience with people, to really love people the way we want and to be able to, um, yeah, to be able to, I don't know, like be our as they say, like our best selves, but like, seriously, like mm-hmm. be your, the way you should be like to not be impacted by the food. I'm wondering, um, like, cause as you're talking, I'm thinking it sounds great, <laughs> but there's going to be right for everybody, like this disconnect of like believing, like yeah. you have to actually believe even to even start trying. I mean, I right. know a lot of us are going to want data and evidence, even for ourselves. Like people right. can tell us their stories all day long, Yeah, but what's the, you know, the point of, I don't know, like convincing us or I guess talking about like why we have such a hard time believing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. our food really is impacting us. Mm-hmm. A couple things. One, I love that you did kind of emphasize the spiritual component because wouldn't it be so perfect for the plans of the enemy to convince the people of the church that their health does not play a role? in their calling. Mm -hmm. When we look at the health of people in the church versus outside the church, there's where it's America. We're all, (laughs) it it doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. And I think, I honestly think the enemy has done a unfortunately fantastic job of getting us to see our physical well being as something that isn't a part of our walk with Jesus. And when we look at the life of Jesus and his ministry, most people, when I ask them, when you think of his ministry, what do you think of? I'll ask you, what do you, when you, when you, when you think of his ministry, what do you think of? I think of healing. Right. 
everybody I ask says that maybe just because they, I feel like they feel like I'm leading them, but most people, that's what we think of. We think of it as miracles, the miraculous, the healing, mm-hmm. if physical well being, if our bodies functioning well, didn't matter, then the son of God was wasting his time. And I don't think he was. Mm-hmm. So we get to really sit with that, the reality that Jesus is interested in bodies functioning the way they're supposed to, and that we feel physically well to do what he's called us to do. So, you know, to ask one of your questions of why do we struggle to believe? I do think it's a spiritual dynamic. I do think we are fighting against the principalities of of this world and, and for the enemy to, to be able to convince us that, you know, it's disconnected, but then also there, I can't tell you how many ways I see people reveal opportunities for God to come into their life in a, and bring healing in a way they hadn't before believers who've known Jesus for decades. We start getting into the nitty gritty of, of partnering with God in their health and, and addressing some of the lies that the enemy has told them. And they're like, Whoa, I did not realize how I was convinced that I'm a terrible weak willed person, or I'm, uh, not worth it, or I'm not valuable, uh, all these different things that come up that all result from not being able to lose weight that all come from not being able to be a certain pant size that all come from not being able to meal prep and cook meals like Susan down the road does for her family or whatever, like all these, all of these different things. The enemy is just like, yeah, like you are super unattractive or like, yeah, you, you can't do anything. Look at you tried again and you failed. Look at like the enemy is Mm -hmm. like, can get such a foothold in our health and really discourage us. And that spills into how we think of our potential when it comes to our business and our, Mm -hmm. and our work that spills into what we think of ourselves as a wife, as a mom that spills into even what we feel like God could possibly call us to, because it's like, well, shoot, I can't even get my health together. So who am I to tell anybody anything? Mm -hmm. And I, I get all kinds of passion. I just like, Tell the enemy to just go take a long walk off a short pier. Like tell him to just like, like, it's just like, and I, and and that amps me up. And I think, I think it probably amps a lot of you up to think of like, wait a second. Yeah. Like freak you devil. Like you're not going to have a a foothold in my life that way. Like I am going to address this. And I do have the power of the living God inside of me to take hold of, of his promises for my health, to use his grace, the same grace that the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the grace that we have abundant, unlimited access to is the same grace that enables us to go from being a, a selfish impatient, angry person to a loving, kind person. We have that grace applies to being someone who always goes for the diet Coke or the Coke or goes through the drive through to being someone who goes home, cooks their own food and drinks out of their little trendy water bottle thing. (laughs) Stanley Cup, (laughs) what are those right now? Those are all the rage. Um, So (laughs) we have that access to God's grace in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that there's, yeah, that's good. And I think that there's also, you know, there's so much like we we're kind of talking about, but it's, it's like our, and I just, I just keep seeing this, like this spiritual, I feel like it's spiritual warfare, but it's also just, it's just maybe not even active, but it's just kind of put into place in society. Whereas mm-hmm. moms we're constantly being tossed back and forth. Like you're either um, like somehow you're never like good enough. You oh, know, it's yes. either that you're terrible for not doing home cooked meals or you're terrible for, grabbing the diet cook, like, or grabbing the diet, whatever. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of that comes from our society too, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the nineties and our, like when it was very much, and like you said, the, the mom who's maybe having 
she's noticing differences in her body after having kids, or she's just trying to do something. Her kind of mm-hmm. go-to is what she remembers from way back when mm-hmm. it was just like eat less and, you know, maybe like she starts trying to like hit the gym, but mm-hmm. instead of talking about or thinking about it in a way from love. And it's interesting mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think a lot, gosh, this is connecting to a, a conversation I've been having with a friend lately and like it's just kind of blowing my mind but around grace and around love mm-hmm. and even a lot of the health stuff comes like you said because we kind of we start shaming like well mm-hmm. we don't I mean we receive the shame of mm-hmm. like what we should or shouldn't do or look at what you ate and look at all these rules we put all these rules around it and so when we can just when we come at it from a place of love caring like realizing that Jesus does care about our body seeing like the truth that how we that we don't have to feel a like we can't eat anything like Mm -hmm. god made food like all throughout scripture they celebrate with feast and they enjoy those celebrations and i don't think food is supposed to be bad Mm -hmm, um, or mm -hmm. you know it's just but like learning how to not have rules around it and like how to care about us see ourselves the way god sees us so that we can Mm -hmm. love ourselves and then we want like there's no rule about you needed to be you needed to work out it's you get like you get to go on a walk because it's a beautiful day or you get to take your kids or look at the food you get to eat. I don't know. It just becomes like this different thing. So can you talk about some practical ways to start to, let's first talk about to shift our thinking around how we can just, I don't know, see our health as being important during whatever season we're in. But as we're working from home, as we're pursuing our calling and doing so many things and feeling like we don't have time to really prioritize it. Yeah. I, I just love people must love listening to this. I just feel like you like speak right into like the, like, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking and feeling like you hit, hit the nail on the head. And two things that I have found are the game changers. And these are what were the game changers for me. And this, these are the two pillars for what I lead my clients into in the culture of my program. And so the one you were mentioning, you know, like, how do we, you know, not have certain foods that are like bad foods. And we deal with like all these restrictions and like the guilt about this or that, like, you know, I mean, we can eat, you know, some things, but then like, how, what does that look like? So the, the big thing that I found to be the most helpful in navigating that and just basically like cutting through everything is we are vision driven. So to be vision driven means you have clarity on who God's called you to be your worth and value and ultimately your identity in him. And when you have clarity on that, then you look at like, okay, well, using myself as an example, I, I'm a wife, I'm a mom of two precious little guys. I've got a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. And I also know that I'm called to support, impart, encourage and support people in creating health for their life. And I know that I want to, I want to be able to get down on my knees and play with my great grandkids. Like I want to be that grandma. And mm-hmm. so it makes sense to me to care for my body now in my thirties to be able to have that vitality then. And so I've got a vision for who I'm called to be, who I'm called to be and how I show up now and what's required of my body to get there. So with that in mind, all the choices that I make for what I eat and whether or not I work out are filtered through that lens. And so I'm driven by the vision that God has placed on my heart and I continue to come back to that vision. And that's something with my clients that takes time to to learn and to make part of just their natural filter is they got to keep looking at that, but you write it out and you look at it. 
okay, this is who I'm, this is who I am in Jesus. This is who I'm called to be. This is how I want to show up for my kids. This is how I want to show up 10, 20, 30 years from now. And so then with that in mind, does it make sense for me to go through the drive-through five, six, seven days a week? No. However, does it make sense to go through every now and then? Yeah. And so it's like being able to really look at like, what is this vision and what, what's the long-term dynamic? And I tell mm-hmm. people, they'll be like, so do you even like eat sweets, Robin? I'm like, yes, I eat sweets. I make them myself. Or like <laughs> if I, or like when my husband and I go on a date night, it's like, do I, there's this one like bomb ramen bowl from my favorite restaurant. It was good, but it was, it was carbs. It was noodles or whatever. Like, you know, but yes, I did enjoy that. And it was fantastic. And did I feel like by eating it that I ruined my whole diet and that the next day I was off track? No, I enjoyed it that night. The next day I went to the gym and then I ate the food that I cooked for myself. Like, Mm -hmm. so when you're vision driven, you're not, you're not, following a certain diet you're not on track or off track you're living a life that aligns with what god has called you to do and be and so that i think you know for someone who's trying to discern their like what to choose that's a really helpful metric i guess you could say for making those choices and then the other part of it is let's just say you know, you're like, all right, yeah, I'm vision driven and I'm going to make healthy choices. And then like, I'm only going to go through the drive through once a month or like, I'm, I'm giving like, forget you diet soda. Like I'm only doing the water. And then it's like, they find themselves and they're like, shoot, I just went through the drive through and I got, you know, <laughs> I didn't even go for the diet soda. I got the, the regular or whatever. And I got the double, double or whatever. And, and then they tend to shame themselves. And then it's just like, see, I can't even, follow the vision because I just still am so, you know, so addicted to these habits or these old patterns, et cetera, which again, notice the enemies lies all up in that. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is we're vision driven and we're grace fueled. We're grace fueled. And it's, we often think of grace for it, for its most popular definition. And that's, it covers our mistakes, right? By God's grace, like our sins are forgiven, but Mm -hmm. it's also by God's grace that we're transformed. Grace is twofold. It not only covers that. So you went to the drive-thru, you got the biggest soda there was. Okay. Grace, there's grace to cover that. However, or, and grace also enables you to look at that situation and say like, okay, what was, what was going on? What, how did I end up in this drive-thru and why am I holding the largest Coke that they <laughs> that they have on the menu? And yeah. it's like, okay, you know what? I am so stressed right now. I have not given myself any time to myself. I also have not, I don't have any healthy snacks in the car. I haven't eaten in five hours. Is, I mean, it was practically on autopilot that I ended up right here. Okay, cool. What can I learn from this next time? And by God's grace, be more intentional, put some mm-hmm. things in place that keep me from having this happen again. And so those two factors of being vision-driven and grace-fueled are what help rewire our brain and our patterns to come into a pattern and lifestyle that is ultimately what God created us to have an experience. I love that. It's so good because I I wrote down like, well, I wrote it before you said it. I was like, you know, vision driven doesn't, it takes away the rules. So it takes away the shame. Yes. Um, But then you said like the grace field, which is so good because, you know, I guess connecting it back to business too, like the same things it's, it's recognizing that when you mess up, like there's no, there's no mess up. It's just this happened 
I don't like that it happened. Right. Why did it happen? You know, going Mm -hmm. through like those Mm -hmm. thoughts. And because when we have the, I shouldn't, and then we start the shame spiral, Mm -hmm. we can't even like hear God explaining to us or showing Mm -hmm. us what the issue was. And we're just going to stay trapped there. And we're going to go back again and again, because the shame leads us to just keep doing those things usually. And so being able to just open up um, for it, I think is really important. And same thing, like you're saying with health. And I love that because we can ask ourselves, even just in the present, how do we want to show up for our business? And, you know, like for our kids, like we have a lot of things on our plate. We have a lot of things we want to do. We need to get sleep, but maybe we don't have 10 hours to sleep every night. And so though we recently yeah. lost power here and I'm like, this is why people back in the day slept for so long. They can't see. It's dark. We have to go to bed. What else are we going to do? And That's so like we're sitting in candlelight, but I was like, they used to sleep. It was like, before the, like Tristan, they literally used to sleep 10 hours a night. And I'm like, they were probably less stressed. The moms were more patient because they just, I don't know what else are they doing. And, but you know, there's so, so true. factors there, but you know, if, even if we don't, like we can say to ourselves, like, not feeling like we should go to sleep, but that we want to go to sleep yes. because it matters for us that late at night, even though we want to reclaim the day and, and try to mm-hmm. grab those hours that we can really sit and say, again, no shame, but like, would I rather slept or been on Facebook or Instagram? Like, which right. one do I really wish that I spent right. my time doing? And so like, even recently I started doing that. I'm like, no, I want to go to bed by 11 so that I can get up at six, that's seven hours. That's great for me. Not going to bed at like one and getting up at seven. Like that's not so, and like, I want to feel better tomorrow so that I'm more patient so that I can have like, so I'm not sitting at my computer, just staring at it going, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> like you want, like, we don't want those things. So even identifying where we are right now, right? Like you're saying, and having that vision so that it's not, I don't know, it's like this trickle down effect. Like then you just know what you want to do. Um, but can you talk about, some practical ways then of like, okay, now we want those things. Now, what Mm -hmm, do we do? How mm -hmm. can we get started just having more clarity in our, like clarity in our brains, like not brain fog and more productivity, energy, those kinds of things. Yes. So I will say first and foremost, if you don't have clarity around your value, your identity in Christ, your vision, do that first. I'm going to give you some practical tips right now. I promise. Um, But that I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to have that clarity. Because like you're saying, I, I love how you define that. I was like, I might have to use that for my, my own uh, content. I'm like, <laughs> it takes away the rules. It, it, mm-hmm. it creates space for grace because you're making those choices in alignment with, with who God calls you to. And also in partnership with him, literally, like you're allowing the Holy spirit to lead and guide you in that. And so the only way that's going to happen is if you sit with him and let him give you clarity on that. And another thing that I always start my clients off the first week that they sign up is they identify all of the lies that they have taken on about their health and their body and what's possible for their health. And so I would say those two things are the, one of the, a couple of the best things you could do to start out is clarity on your vision and get real clear on what that enemy has been trying been feeding you all these years. So okay. <laughs> his schemes end now. Um, but with that said, some super simple things. And I'm going to tell you right now, these are not going to sound revolutionary. And I think also that's why it's important to, to do the vision exercise because what's easy to do is easy not to do. And so it's like, okay, yeah, I should, you know, like drink some water. Like, yeah, I should, whatever. But does that really yes it does make a difference so first (laughs) 
first thing I'm going to say is make sure you're hydrated. I like, especially if you're a breastfeeding mom and all the breastfeeding mamas listen up real close right now. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm in the thick of it. Like I said, my little guy is seven months old and he's, we're on a slow food introduction here. I'm all concerned about he's having reactions to everything. So I'm like, he's dependent on my milk. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. it is so important, especially if you're like, Oh, like I want to try working out or I want to, you know, get back, you know, and, and, you know, let's set aside, like, we're not getting back to nothing. We're creating a new, stronger version of you. Am I right? Am I right? But with that mm-hmm. said, so <laughs> if you are breastfeeding, it is of the utmost importance to be consuming at least half your body weight in ounces of water, if not that plus like an extra 20 ounces. And so you want to make sure you're hydrated because your milk is like, I forget the percentage, but it is largely water-based. Right. And so that's huge. The other big thing, I'm just speaking to the breastfeeding mamas real quick, <laughs> is you want to make sure that you eat enough food. You, you're like your body will start to like literally take all of your nutrients and just the same way it happens in pregnancy. Like it will literally like you'll start to notice like your nails will start getting brittle. That's why your hair starts falling out. Your skin just starts to look like after we have that baby, it's like all the beautiful pregnancy flies are just like they're just like sucks out of us. And so you gotta make sure. You're consuming enough food for your body to replenish all that it just used up to make that baby and all that your body needs to make food for that baby now. So mm-hmm. there's those two things. But one, hydration, number one, for everybody. Number two, along the lines of what I'm saying about eating enough is you do want to eat enough. Make sure you're consuming at least three whole food meals a day. Now, if you're already like, Robin, I'm skipping in breakfast. I don't even cook a meal every day. Let's just start, just start with cooking one, having one home cooked meal a day. And that I'm not telling you to have to cook every day either. Get strategic. So if you're like, okay, I'm going to try and eat some whole foods or whatever, use some hacks, you know, make triple quadruple your, the one meal that you make and throw that in the freezer, throw some Mm -hmm. in the fridge for leftovers. And I say quadruple, triple, maybe even quintuple, I've got a large man for a husband. My three-year-old eats like a large man. Like I make something that I think is going to last multiple meals. And I'm like, well, guess I'm cooking every night this week. So it's a little bit of trial and error. <laughs> like always make more than you think you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I should know I'm half Mexican. Like, you're, like I, I don't know. I, I still, it's just not enough. Um, but with that said, make sure you do that. Um, and then, so whole food meals, drink water. And the other big thing that is so underrated I, if you're someone who like used to work out and then after you had kids, like you just don't, you're like, man, I remember when I used to like lift weights and I used to get, I used to be so strong. And now, man, I can't, I lose my breath going up the, the stairs, carrying my baby. Let me just tell you to not underestimate the power of walking, getting out for a 10, 15, 20 minute walk every single day. Even if you're pushing them in the stroller and make sure it's like an actual walk, your body's designed to walk. It is like your foundational essential exercise it by walking, you increase how well your body, you you, but you increase your metabolism. You help improve your metabolism. You increase your ability to lose body fat. You increase your ability, you increase your immune system. You decrease your chances of every single chronic condition. It's like, it's a game changer. And we just, yeah, <laughs> magic. <laughs> it's like, and, and again, we just underestimate like, all I did was a walk. Don't, it's not an all a walk. It's a, it's a big deal. And if you want to pair it, if you want to get spiritual about it, if you want, maybe this would be more compelling to you, make it a prayer walk, mm-hmm. make it a prayer walk. 
my husband, I think it's so cool that he does this. I actually haven't taken on this habit. He has this like note where he just has like all the main things he's contending and praying for. And he has it memorized now, but he would, before he had it memorized, he would look at his phone and he'd read this prayer and he'd go, it'd take like five to 10 minutes to read through the whole thing a couple of times. And he got the walk-in and he's contending for what God's placed on his heart to contend for. And so we can make it something that, you know, you can pair it with something that you enjoy or that is more, maybe more appealing to you than like, okay, walking's not appealing, but contending, you know, for my kids and in my business and in this community, that's appealing to me. Right. So, I, I mean, there are so many other things I can share. And if you have questions about specific things, I can share those. But if you nail down those three things of drinking enough water, trying to make most of your meals, whole food, home cooked meals, start small. If you're not there yet, that's okay. And then getting out for 15 minutes of walking every single day, it's going to be a game changer. And those sound easy enough, you know, like you said, simple, but things that you might not do because, and I think, um, you know, when we think that something is, oh man, there was, a, oh, Jesus, um, when he's talking about, it's in something, John, maybe, I don't know, wherever he feeds like the 5,000 and afterwards that I just said this the other day to somebody, so it's funny, it's coming back up, but after he feeds the 5,000, he like escapes across the sea and they like, mm-hmm. like, how'd you get here? And they're like looking for him because they wanted to make him king because of how much he fed them. And they're like, what do we need to do to get more of that like bread that you did? Cause like, that was pretty awesome. You're like endless food over here. And he's like, you don't need to do anything. You just need to believe. And they're like, no, no, no. What do we need to do? And he's like, Mm -hmm. nothing. And I just think that when, so it made me think about this where it's like, you don't like just drink more water, just go for a (laughs) walk, just like, you know, eat try to eat food that is like whole foods that you could like those yeah. th- it seems so simple that we're like no 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 where's the giant list the of things that we're supposed thing. to do yeah. yeah and like we make it be hard instead of just like what if you just did these three things how would you feel mm-hmm. what would it be and I think like I said about the prayer walk I, I literally think about like walk with the Lord like I literally yeah. like just like to go because sometimes we can go with our kids and it's so easy and that might be the first step right to just take our kids with us but yeah. it's also really great to be like by family and like right. go for a walk by yourself totally, and just to have a moment. I, I've done some of those. They're like powerful because I can think something happens when you're walking and you're praying at the same time. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I, I don't even know, like just insight happens, clarity happens. And, um, and those are powerful and we just need to value that time and not just, you know, even dismiss it. Um, right. it's almost like we can feel guilty for going on the walk, even like it right. again, that being tossed, it's never good enough. You're like, feel bad for going on the walk or not going on the walk and drink, you know, right. all these things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, it is, it's one of yeah, the, don't let shame come in that way. The, that's one thing that I've told my clients is it's like, so you have this awareness of how to take hold of grace and, and whatnot. But then it's like, if you still beat yourself up, then it's like this, like, double layer of shame of like, man, <laughs> I can't even give myself grace. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> like, don't, don't let them get in. And so it's like, you could look at these mm-hmm. habits and be like, oh, it's so simple. I can't even get myself to drink water. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I've been doing this for years now. Drinking water is still one of the, the most difficult habits. It, it, it is a simple concept, but if you don't start drinking early enough in the day, then you're behind and you start drinking more water and you have to go pee all the time. Like it, there's totally like annoying factors to it. And it, it does take mm-hmm. some like intentional planning to <laughs> start early, drink more in the morning, like, and then you, you know, you're kind of coasting throughout the rest of the day, but you know, it, it, anywhere you are in your health journey, 
it's the same way when we give our lives to Jesus, God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He doesn't expect us to, you know, model all the fruits of the spirit without, you know, fail. He's, he meets us where we're at. He's very aware of where you're at in your health journey. He's, he's super aware, more aware Mm -hmm. than you are. Mm -hmm. And he's very interested in taking those small steps with you. And he's very interested in seeing you get to where you need to be and trying to jump there too soon, trying to go too fast, too far, trying to, prove yourself or perform versus partnering with him, all of those things are going to end you right back where you started. And again, you know, it's, it's a matter of being vision driven and, and, and grace fueled. Those two things you got to partner. We, we need Jesus for everything and especially our health. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Um, well, where can people find out more about you and your program? You want to talk about it a little bit um, so they can learn more about what you have to offer. Yeah. So as far as my program, it's a 16 week program. We go through mindset, nutrition, education, and really digging into how to partner with God in those things. We've got a lot of resources that go into that, but the biggest thing is the community and being able to be around other women who love Jesus, who have been in the same place as you, um, and are, you know, just figuring it out together. And, so if you are interested in that and working with me and my team, you're going to go to madewellhealth.com forward slash apply. And we have open up spots every month. We take in applications and we're really interested in seeing if this is a good fit for you. You know, if it's something that I'm like, you know what, I actually think this would be better for you. Or I've got someone else that's like more up your alley. You know, I'm, I'm really interested in making sure it's, it's a good fit. Um, but for those who are just kind of like, ah, I just, I don't know if I'm ready to dive into, you know, a 16 week program and like go that full route. Uh, if you're cool with it, I would love to gift them with, it's a free masterclass. It's called how to prioritize your health amidst the chaos without any added stress masterclass. We just put it all in the title right there. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can get that at madewellhealth.com forward slash prioritize. And you'll just put your name, email in there. The video will show up right away. You'll also get an email with it as well. And there's a whole PDF that comes with it. You have recipes and a lot of people who've done that, they are, it walks you through the vision driven and the grace fueled dynamic. So if you're kind of like, I don't even know what that looks like. I hear you, Robin, I can see that's important, but I don't know, I don't know what to do with that. That mm-hmm. masterclass is going to walk you through it. It's also going to walk you through some simple hacks for how to actually plan, prepare and implement a healthy lifestyle when you're kind of like trying to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. And they can connect with you, I guess, at that, at your website on social. Are you on social? Oh yeah. You can yeah. follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Instagram's Robin underscore R H I N E M C D. If you look up Robin Ryan McDonald, the name that's on this podcast title, I'm the only one. So whether you look <laughs> me up on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I think this was a really great conversation. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawiththecalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.